Because the reality is that in our culture, we think about music as entertainment and education, but we've all personally used music as a therapeutic tool, as a self-care tool. We may not have given it that kind of language, but we've all had that experience. Hi, my friend. Welcome back to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA, a public health practitioner with a background in neuroscience and a peak performance coach. I'm here to empower you, an ambitious healthcare professional with a demanding career, just like me, to become a confident leader who are living fulfilled and purposeful so you can be both a powerhouse in your career and the passionate person in life without feeling overwhelmed, underappreciated, or undervalued. As a bonus, we're hosting an online summit just for you, live, starting on July 27th to August 1st with 18 experts in our field to give you a recharge in life. All the proceeds will be donated to the Brave of Heart Fund, which supports healthcare professionals and their family who has passed away due to COVID-19. But it is free to join. So hop over to sabrinarumback.com forward slash summit to find out more. You can also see the link in our show note. In the meantime, let's continue our journey for your powerful and passionate life with today's episode. Our speaker is Tim Ringo. All right. Tim has been a professional music therapist and board certified in Orange County, California since 2008. And he is also the book author of Sonic Recovery, Harness the Power of Music to Stay Sober. He provided music therapy for thousands of teens and adults in residential treatment and also a sought-after international speaker, uh, having shared stages with many thought leaders, including Tony Robbins. And he was the first person to give TED Talk on music therapy in 2012. And Tim is also a former regional president of the American Music Therapy Association. Welcome, Tim, to talk to us today. Thank you. Thanks, Sabrina. Great. So hi, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in today. I'm so glad to share a little uh, message with you about how to reach for music to relieve stress fast. Because no matter what you're committed to in this world, stress strikes. And when it does, it does very specific things to your nervous system and takes the best parts of you offline. And most of us already know how good music is for our mood and for our spirit. But today I'm going to share with you a little bit about how important music is for your brain and your body to be able to operate from your best self physically. That's really the hidden piece of music therapy that people don't know about. And so it's exciting to share with you about music because it's, I'm talking about a topic that most people already have a very personal relationship with and a very powerful relationship. So uh, just, you know, in the chat, just say, you know, me, if you're someone who 
has been through a tough experience in your life, getting to share about music in a way that you're not familiar with. My goal today is that you'll leave this presentation feeling more confident to rely on and lean on music as a self-care tool rather than just entertainment or education. Because the reality is that in our culture, we think about music as entertainment and education, but we've all personally used music as a therapeutic tool, as a self-care tool. We may not have given it that kind of language, but we've all had that experience. And if you've ever prescribed yourself a playlist, you know what I'm talking about. This is always a fun question to ask a room when I'm at a conference is, was it mixtapes, like blank tapes? Was it blank CDs or was it digital playlists? Like when did you come online? When you made your first like custom curated playlist of music for you, what, what was the technology at the time that you used to prescribe yourself music? For me, it was definitely the boombox that had the dual cassette and you would put the blank cassette B, right? You guys remember this? For those who don't remember this, this is like something you can see in the Smithsonian Museum. And then you'd hit play and record and pause on cassette B and you'd just wait. You'd wait for your favorite song to come on the radio, that FM radio station. And as soon as it would come on, you'd hit the pause button and you'd capture it. You'd grab it. And then you might have a couple of cassettes of, that had like one song on it that you liked. So you'd put that in cassette A and you'd hit play and you'd unpause. And, and remember, and then you would, you, they would talk over the intro. Yes, and that was the most annoying thing ever, right? Because they felt that they were allowed, DJs could talk all the way up until the first lyric. That drove me nuts. I thought that was the most disrespectful thing. It was old school trying to make these mixtapes back in the day. And today with Spotify and with Apple Music, it's never been easier for us to prescribe ourselves music. And so I want you to just know that in the toolkit of all the ways that you can put yourself in a peak state and also reset yourself when you're out of a peak state, one of the ones that's nearest and dearest to your heart that is evidence-based and field-tested is music. And so I want you to go forward today, reaching for music on a daily basis, not to consider yourself or become a musician, not to consider the idea of performing music. Forget all that. It's strictly about using it as a self-care tool to reduce your stress. I started music, my story, I was on stage when I was four. So I sang a solo. My mom, I grew up Catholic, and my mom was the director of religious education in our church. And at four, I'm singing at school a solo called I Want a Harmonica for Hanukkah, which, as you can imagine, the, the, the Catholic ladies had a field day with. They thought that was hilarious that little Timmy is singing about a harmonica for Hanukkah. But the point was that I remember when I was in kindergarten, I remember walking out on the stage. And I remember that the stage was hollow because you'd hide like all the bleachers and stuff and you'd hide chairs under there. And so I remember feeling the hollowness of the stage. And when I would step, it would make this little boom under my feet. And it was like this tactile auditory experience that primed me and prepped me. And at four, I remember going, ooh, something cool is about to happen. And I've never forgotten that feeling. And now 43 years later, I'm on stages around the world speaking to people about how to reach for music. And when I'm on a physical stage, I walk up those steps and I feel that hollow little in this one. And I know right away I'm at home. 
And I knew it. I just knew it when I was a kid. It was, I can't explain it. I just knew it was like, this is where you're supposed to be. You know, I was a straight A student in music, but only music because I just really didn't care about anything else. Like I cared for music and it brought me mountaintop experiences. I got to sing for the Pope when I was 16 in St. Peter's Square. And I was just like, this is awesome. But really the moment that changed everything for me was when I was 22 and I'm at a concert. I'm at a great time, right? Just like we all do at a concert, feeling that energy. It's like, yeah. And meanwhile, just a few miles away, my five best friends were just you guys, I went to five funerals in four days. It was like Groundhog's Day from hell. It was just the most painful. It was beyond anything. Like they didn't even write Hollywood stories like that because that would just be too cruel. So you just didn't read about things like that happening. I grew up in like a really safe town, like nothing like that ever happened. And my whole world crashed. And I drank and I smoked and I watched TV. And when I mean smoked, I don't mean cigarettes. And I, you know, porn, everything I could get, my eyes, my hands, my, I, I could put into my system to try to numb the trauma and the pain. I tried it all and nothing worked. I was in pain all the time. I even sang at my friend's funerals, a song I had already written for them and had sang to them on open mic nights, night after night, week after week. That didn't even come for me. But what did was that I went and saw someone else play music for me. And now he was just playing a concert, but it was for me that night. And for the first two hours since I got the news, I found peace. When nothing else worked, the music did. And that took music into a whole new category of personal power for me. It was no longer about performance. It was no longer about stages. It was no longer about audiences. It was about transformation. And it was about peace. And I didn't know how, what I was going to do with it, but I knew in that moment that the purpose of my life was to heal others with music. And now today my company provides music therapy to, we do over 200 hours a month of music therapy uh, groups for children, for teens, for adults, even the elderly. Well, we were until COVID-19, you know, until the lockdown, we're on hold with some of those populations for obvious reasons. But that's what I do. That's my company. And that's, you know, I went back to school to find a way to use music in a clinical, evidence-based, healthy way to help others. And so today I'm just going to show you a couple of ways, like why music's so powerful, what it specifically does for you. I'm going to show you one really powerful way to reach for it. So there's, um, there's an acronym in my book called SOBER. And people think of the word SOBER as like, don't drink right? I get it. But really, it's, a, it's an acronym that's far more useful. Sober really means stay present, open up, be creative, escape stress, and reconnect. Those are the things that music allows us to do. It allows us to stay present. So when you are tripping out about what you've got to do in the future, or you're ruminating or frustrated about what's happened in the past, you're not present. Your thoughts are not where your body is. And you don't have any control over the future or the past. Your brain knows it. It's very stressful. So it's very disempowering to be spending all your time out of the present moment because the present moment is where you can move your body. It's where you can actually control your focus on making things happen. It's where you can control what you put in your mouth, who you are around physically or what you're around physically. Those are all things that you can manipulate, but only in the present moment. So music, when you try to engage with it, the beat is happening 
now. It's happening in the present moment. So in order to actually copy or connect with the music with your body, it requires like, you got to think about it. If you just listen to music, that can take you all kinds of places, right? You're driving down the road, a song comes on, takes you back into the past. But when you're trying to sing along or tap along to engage with the music in some way, pulls you right back into the present moment. So helps us stay present, helps us open up. We don't have to talk to somebody about what's going on for us. We can bang on a drum, we can sing. And when we do that, it actually expresses the emotions inside of us without having to use words. Because with words, you got to have the right words and you got to have the right listener. Otherwise, words are a toll booth, not a bridge. So music allows us to open up in ways that nothing else does. It's also really important because all of us are solving problems on a daily basis right now because of the lockdown. And the muscle we use to solve problems is creativity. When your brain's in stress mode, it's in reactivity mode. So your nervous system has three gears. And so when you're like, let's see if I can get this right, because I'm in mirror mode. Sabrina, here you go. You ready? There you go. So you've got your default mode. You've got stressed, which is fight, flight, and then you've got trauma. So you've got your ventral vagus, parasympathetic, and then dorsal vagus. And so that's the polyvagal theory in motion. So you got three gears. When you're at your best, you're in default mode. When you get stressed, click, you move into sympathetic nervous system response. Now you're in reactivity mode and your prefrontal cortex, which is where you do your creativity and your executive thinking actually gets turned off. And your amygdala, which is your old reptilian brain, takes over and tries to solve the problems in the present moment based on like whatever makes you feel better right now. Has no access to the past or the future. And that's why we make a lot of dumb decisions when we're stressed because the amygdala can't consider future consequences. So when we listen to music and we engage with music, whoops, there we go, click, it pulls us back into creativity mode. So it restores our prefrontal cortex so that we can think more creatively about the problems we're facing. So it actually gives us back one of the best resources we have in our brain to be solving problems. So that's why we want to reach for music because when we're creative, we're problem solving. So creativity, we usually just think about it in the arts, but it's far more relevant than that. And then we just need tools to escape the stress. And let's be honest, sometimes the stress is in the present moment. And you know, who remembers Calgon, take me away. Just like throw in the chat. Come on, once again, I'm dating myself. Go me, if you remember that commercial. Yeah, there, it was just this honest thing, which is when you're stressed, you just want to escape. But where are you going to go? You can't go anywhere. It's lockdown mode. So you need a tool where you can safely leave the present moment without reaching for your fridge, without reaching for the pantry or the phone or the Netflix button or Candy Crush Saga or video games, or whatever it is you reach for when you get stressed. Everybody reaches for something when they get stressed. It's a normal, natural response of the nervous system. So if you find yourself stress eating, don't shame yourself. If you find yourself binge watching Netflix, don't shame yourself. The shame won't stop the behavior. It won't make you feel any better. It's a normal response to stress. I think that's a really important thing for each one of us to remember is that the stressed brain craves by design. So what you have to do is just have a plan. Well, what can I reach for? Because my brain wants me to reach for something. And in my book, I show you four ways that you can reach for music in healthy ways, four different ways that you can reach for music. So depending on the moment, one of them you might not feel like doing, but another one, oh, I could do that. 
Uh, the last thing music allows us to do besides escape that stress is just reconnect. We can connect with something outside of ourselves that we trust. Music's been there for us. It doesn't backstab us. It doesn't stop playing if we can't keep the beat, remember the lyrics, or hit the note. It just totally accepts us exactly where we're at. So it's a safe tool to get, to connect with so we don't feel alone. All right, so that's the sober acronym. And uh, the number one thing I want to share with you today about how to reach for music is uh, a tool, a very specific tool that I've created called the Relaxation Vacation. And that tool just allows you, through me, to leave the present moment and go back to a time in your past where you were happy, healthy, safe, and connected. And then using a very specific tempo of music, it helps slow down your nervous system, reset your stress response, avoid negative experiences in the past. Because, you know, the brain's designed to remember the negative ones. It's not designed to remember the positive ones. So you need a little help. So I walk you through your past and you find the experiences where you felt most empowered. And then I actually walk you through a very specific recall protocol where you experience it now. And then I walk you back so that you have the same feelings in your body in the present as you did in that peak moment. So you can borrow from like snapshots of your past, your peak state, and bring it back into the present moment using music. So I want to give you a free gift and it's my relaxation vacation. It's a meditation that I've been doing for 11 years with thousands of patients and clients and I've recorded it and I'm going to give it to you free. It's just at sonicrecovery.com. Go ahead and grab the relaxation vacation. That way you can use that anytime you feel stress strike. You can just take a break, go into a room, put in your earbuds, follow the meditation, and it'll bring you back to your best self. And you'll come back ready to serve, and ready to be powerful. Okay? Easy tool to use. So with that, uh, we'll wrap it up. And I'll say, you know, sometimes we got to lean on our friends, we got to lean on our family, we got to lean on our pets, we got to lean on technology. But my mantra is that I lean on you and you lean on me and we don't keep score. That's community. And that's what you have right here in this room. This is community and this is how we do life. All right. So thank you so much for letting me be with you today. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook. You can hit me at tim at timringle.com. It's my email address. Uh, I'd be honored to serve you. Thanks, Tim. That's wonderful. Hey, my friend, how are you? How did you like this episode? Did you love it? If you do, please subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your mental intelligence. And I do have a big ask. This ask is really not for me, but for everybody else out there. We want to hear your thoughts and your stories because those words and thoughts deserve to be shared. When you share your stories, then you inspire others to take action. You empower them to live into a purposeful and fulfilled life as well. And together, we can be both powerful and passionate where we can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. We can be both powerful and passionate where we're no longer distracted by mundane busy work and focus only on the things that truly matter. We can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.